The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Alex Anthopoulos, the president and GM of the Braves, like we said, did sign the contract extension through 2031. Joins us right now on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. Alex, thanks for coming on, and congratulations on the extension. Thanks, guys. Glad to be on. You have always talked about how who you work for uh, and that environment that you work in has always been the most important thing. Can you touch on that for just a second? Yeah, it's a... It's a really, it's everything for me. And don't get me wrong, Atlanta's amazing. It's been great to my family, the staff, uh, the roster, the city, everything's great. But I'm going to be candid. Um, you can have all these things that are in place. If it's not a good setup with who you report to and who you work for, you just it's not going to work, right? So you can give me the greatest city in the world and the greatest team in the world. And uh, these jobs are so challenging. And you're dealing with that person all the time. You know, I, I feel like I'm, I have the ability to be successful because Terry McGurk provides that environment for me. So I said it many times. If Terry McGurk is here, wherever he is, that's where I want to be. You know, and that's not, I don't need to say this because I already signed the deal. I'm not trying to get a new deal. Uh, I mean it. You know, I've lived through a lot of experiences in life and I tell my kids all, all the time, I mean, it's really, it's not where you work, it's who you work with, who you work for, it's the most important thing. Uh, it's pretty simple. You know, if you're, if you're happy going to work each day, the energy level is going to be high. You're likely going to be, have, have success if the energy's high. Uh, if you're obviously, you know, you have enough ability and the results will, will take care of themselves. So, um, you know, when I came here, obviously I, I interviewed and I was impressed and I thought it would be a very good setup. And it's been even more than I could have dreamt of. And it's as good a setup as I think as a GM can have in sports. I mean, Terry is, he's, and it's hard because it's, unless you've done the job, it's hard to explain. But um, there's so many things that he does, how he treats me, how I work with him, that, I mean, he's a huge, huge part of our our success. Uh, and ultimately, he has to sign off on everything. But um, I love doing this job with him being my, my direct report. And I got to be candid. That was ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the decision. Do you find yourself? Do you find the irony in sitting on the other side of the table when you're working negotiated deals? Now you're negotiating for yourself to some degree. How how different is that? Uh, yeah, I don't have an agent and all that kind of stuff. Look, I'm not. When it comes to myself, um, it's I don't view it as negotiation. I guess that's kind of the whole point. You know, when Terry approached me about staying, I said, I, absolutely. And I think I told him, I said, I'm, I'm doing a deal. So, um, but I trust him, right? And I, I trust him, and I know he's going to do as well as he can for me. Uh, it's not going to be about the money. You can go give me a lot more money and a lot more whatever. Um, if I'm not going to be happy, I don't want it. You know, I don't want it. I don't need it. Um, so to me, it's, I mean, I, I didn't have to worry about telling him that. It wasn't about negotiating or having any type of le leverage and things like that. I trust him so much that I could tell him right away, like, absolutely. You want to keep me? I'm in. Let's sit down. It shouldn't be a long conversation. And um, I don't need to be 
top paid or anything like that at all. I just want to be wherever. But the most important thing that I report to him and I continue to report to him and he's here, then I'm here. Alex Anthopoulos, president and GM of the Braves, signing that contract extension through 2031 today, joining us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. We've talked about the culture at Georgia. We've talked about the culture with the Braves. I think it's one thing to talk about the culture. How do you go about establishing that culture? Yeah, I get asked that a bunch. Um, I was talking to some of our players about this in the clubhouse. And, you know, something came up about, oh, you know, Braves way or Braves culture or something like the middle of summer. And I said, you know what, in my opinion, I can only speak for the baseball operations side of thing, right? Because that's my department. I can't speak for anything else. Um, from a baseball operations standpoint, if someone asked me, what's the culture of the Brave? How, you know, we don't have a manual. We don't have anything out. We don't have an edict. Um, I'd hand you a front office directory and show you all the baseball ops employees. I'd hand you the major league staff. I'd hand you the player development staff, the scouting staff, and I'd hand you the 26-man roster and the 40-man roster. And that's the Braves. That's the culture. That's And it's really not complicated, in my opinion. If I have to do PowerPoint presentations and speeches and tell people we're going the wrong way. So to me, and I know it's, it is corny a little bit, but it really is. People say, oh, it's, it's the people. It's the people. What well, really is, people are, are the culture. So it comes down to the selection process and what we value, right? So... Our values lead to the selection process of employees and players, and they're the ones that make the culture. So the culture is going to – the vibe will change each year, right? But the theme will probably be the same. But those 26 guys, Snit, the coaches, they set it up. They, they set it. And, look, if we bring in turds or bring in people that aren't pulling the same rope, we're going to ruin it. As much as we might have 20 great guys or half the staff, if we're bringing in the wrong individuals, no matter what we say, no matter what we preach, no matter what we believe, it won't matter. Here's one thing that I think you've talked a little bit on the air with us, but I certainly know that we've talked about it a little bit. Your curiosity as to how other things run, how other things operate, other sports, I think in the business world. Can you talk a little bit about how having your head up and sort of looking to the left and looking to the right, not just being about baseball, how has that helped you sort of in the ascension into what it is you do now? Yeah, so you're right. I'm really, like, even as a younger guy, I mean, I'm not, not a good athlete, didn't play it at the high, at any high level, but um, I was more interested in the front offices, right? I've told this story many times, but I used to go to Montreal Expos games, and I remember seeing guys like Dave Dombrowski, who's obviously in the NL East now, in the stands when he was with the Miami Marlins, Florida Marlins at the time, and I was more in awe of going up to him and saying hello to him than I would have been any player that you would have put in front of me. Um, but look, I am. I'm interested in what other sports, how everyone's doing things. Um, I don't own socks. I don't invest. I don't have time. Uh, but I absolutely adore um, any information I see that involves Warren Buffett and his insights into life, people, and everything else. And I, I have a bunch of quotes I save. I have some books. And again, I'm not interested in the financial side of it, but the life meanings, the life lessons – a lot of what he talks about, um, I believe in it so strongly. I try to apply it. Um, and, you know, and again, for those people that are in the business world and so on, but in my opinion, management, obviously, to me, you look there, and that will tell you. you know, we see it all the time, right? You can have the greatest sports franchise, greatest company, and so on. Well, if you don't have the right people behind the wheel, it doesn't matter how great the brand is and the name is. Eventually, it probably won't end up staying at, at, at the same level. So I think we see 
companies get turned around, sports teams get turned around. It's normally the people that come in and the management that run the place. So uh, we- I'm very interested in other teams in sports and how they're run because I think that's absolute, absolutely a critical part of why they have success. We had Kirby Smart on before this season. I think it was before the season at the SEC Media Days, and he talked about Blockbuster. And he talked about the companies that seem to have it all. We're never going to go away. He said, that's the other part. You better look at success, but you better look at how some things flame out. And what was it? How gut-heavy, how top-heavy did they get? Uh, is that also part of what you have to keep your eyes on? Yeah, no no doubt about it. I think humility is incredibly important. I mean, look, I to this day, uh, I'm afraid of failing. You know, I'm not afraid to admit that. I mean, it's I look back all the, the time, and it's not because of, finances or employment um you could say it's ego pride you know you don't want to fail at anything you want to do well and uh, i think having a little bit of fear is not a bad thing um i think it keeps you on your your toes but um you know i think and you also having a healthy dose of respect for everyone in the industry and what they're doing and how hard it is and you know the other thing too is how quickly things change right i see it all the time i still you see changes happen in sports, you know, and in other sports, and it's still jarring. Like, wow, so-and-so had so much success, and hey, just Alex, like that, it's, have you it's heard gone, and it's over. Steph Curry had to do a post-game press conference where they were booing them in their home building for the second game in a row. Steph Curry had to go to a yep. press conference and ask them the question about booing. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, you, you realize that's reality. You know, sometimes... You know, we're in the we're in the car driving in the morning and listening to things. And sport, my my son loves sports and he wants sports radio. My daughter wants Sirius XM and, and so on. But if if it's sports and they're talking about changes or people beating, like, oh, I kind of remind them, hey, that very well could be me one of the, these days. That's just reality of it and sports, and you just can't take it for granted. So, um, you just you keep your head down. You do what you you can, um, but you understand we're in sports. You're expected to get results year in and year out. It's hard to do. And that's why, you know, the people that can do it for a long period of time, you really admire them. Alex Anthopoulos with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. After losing to the Phillies, you said in your mind you had a plan, didn't talk about it, but it seems like the power arms in the bullpen, if not the plan, was a big part of the plan, safe to say. Yeah, look, everybody wants swing and miss. I mean, just you eliminate having to rely on, you know, someone making a play behind a guy. You eliminate the blooper, the ball falling in, and so on. If the ball doesn't get put in play, um, I think every team would tell you the same thing. There's no doubt we definitely tackled uh, adding um, arms from the left side. Just A.J. Minter, when when Dylan Lee went down, um, and obviously we knew Tyler Matzik was going to be out for the season, we just we came real thin. And even to A.J.'s credit, he wants the ball all the time. And he wants to take the ball. And there's times he gets irritated and frustrated because we have him down certain nights. And I'll tell him, I said, look, AJ, you know, you haven't made any, any money yet in, in this game. And you got to stay upright. And uh, he still leads the NL in appearances and so on. But, you know, having one left-hander that you really can count on, it's, you know, I, that, that, that's not fair to Snit. And that's my fault. You know, and that was on me. And he can only do what he can with the players that we give him as, as a front office. And, and I've done it many times. I walk into his office after and he never complains. I'll say, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't get you this or sorry. I, I gave you that. And, uh, you know, the one thing is I thought he was shorthanded from the left side. And that was definitely part of the, uh, the, the plan to try to shore that up and get a little more depth. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road and no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. 
like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Have you ever slid a multi-year contract in front of Max Fried or his people? I wouldn't tell you if I did. Right. Um, but, but I might I mean, get you at the winter time. I thought you might be off your game a little bit. Yeah, it's you're the thinking January just question. The, yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw there was a report um, maybe at the winter meetings um, regarding him and so on. And, you know, I think our media does a good job here. So if they're reporting stuff, they're normally pretty well sourced. They're not getting things from us. Um but, you know, our, we work hard to keep contract extensions, contract talks quiet. Um, and it goes without saying, yeah, we want to keep every great player. That's just reality. What, what's next for you before you actually head to spring training? What do you have to button up where you'll feel good about going down to Northport? Uh, I mean, look, you always worry. I mean, I think we're... We do, you know, I feel good about the roster, and I know most GMs will say that. You know, the one area that you always wish you'd have more is maybe a little more depth from a position player's standpoint. Um, but, you know, what mitigates that a little bit is we have a really durable group of position players. You know, they play every day. The game's played calm for a lot of these guys is high each year, so you can rely on them. That being said, guys do get hurt. We saw that in 21 with all the outfielders. Um, and guys have down years as well. So it's the one area I think we're a little thin and light. Um, I don't know that we're going to be able to do a whole lot right now at this point. Uh, that doesn't mean we're hanging up the phone. Uh, but we like the depth in the rotation. We like the depth in the bullpen going into camp. And obviously we like our, our starters in terms of the position players. Um, in terms of the next group of guys that can come up if guys go down, um, would love to have a little bit more, but... You're not going to have a perfect team regardless, and sometimes you have to adjust on the fly if things come up or wait till July. As a guy who controls who runs the team day in and day out, coach, manager, dependent upon the sport, are you amazed in college football? In the last couple of days, we've had college coaches say, I'm not going there. They're under contract. I'm not going there. And immediately the first thing we think and know is their contract is going to be ripped up and they're going to get a brand new contract. As a guy who doesn't work in that world, nobody goes after a manager during a season or during an off season. What do you think about that part of, let's say, their business? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, didn't, I mean, my view I've always been is you sign a contract, you honor it, right? And um, to me, otherwise, don't sign the contract. I mean, just, it's just general. I can't speak for other sports, but, you know, I could tell you even – you know, in, in Toronto, I uh, I let club management know um, in September that I wasn't going to be signing back. Um, but my contact my, my contract ran through the end of October, and I was going to work through the last day. And I actually did. I was sending emails off and um, trying to help them out in any way I, I could, even the last day, um, about roster and this and that. So I just felt it was very important to um to do that i think it's a really important thing i think it's there's a re and you know in, in the same way that 
I've told Terry McGurk this too. Like, you don't have any obligation. I signed a contract. There was an end date. I, I don't. It doesn't say anything in my contract that, you know, he needs to come to me any earlier than, than when it, when it expires. And, you know, I, I again, I'm really grateful. But my first contract here was four years. He came to me two years into it, um, and uh, and and came to me to extend. And of course, and I didn't want him to feel any pressure at all. I would be fine writing it out. I don't think. You know, if I have an issue with those things, that should be on, on, on the front end. So I just believe you sign a contract, you honor it um, up until the last day, and that's the way it should be. Hey, two things. Did you ever have, you know, we talk about guys, they crawl over bodies to go to get that job. You've probably seen it. You've probably been around it. Why do you think you, it doesn't sound like you ever really had that as part of your makeup. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I definitely not. Um, it's one thing I actually really um uh, I'm not a fan of political animals, arrogance. Um, I just want, you have to be true to yourself and, you know, you're going to be somebody you're not, but I think staying in your lane is important. Uh, I think not worrying about what's going on around you is incredibly important. I get asked all the time about young people starting, um, you know, whatever I was given when I started in sports, I just, Hey, you want to, I'm cleaning the toilets. I'm going to be the best toilet cleaner you've ever seen. You know, that's going to be my attitude. I'm sweeping the floors. You will not see anyone sweep better floors than me with a better attitude. And I'm not worried about the, what the guy besides me is doing, or I'm more qualified for this, or why am I not getting this opportunity? Um, you know, it's, you know, I've used this quote before, but you know, David Price, when the lefty, when we got him in Toronto, had a sign above, up above his locker. If you don't like it, pitch better, you know, and, to me, I just think if you have humility, you have a good attitude, you go about it the right way, you're a great teammate, and you just worry about what's in front of you, and I think the rest will take care of itself. And maybe it's a little bit naive, um, but I think the rest takes care of itself. You don't worry about contracts and money and all that other kind of stuff. Um, you'll be productive. You'll be happy. You know, those all lead to good things. That leads to probably really good results. And then the rest ends up falling in line. And I think sometimes we make things way too complicated and we worry about way too many things. Um, but yeah, that, that's always been my attitude and my thought process. And yeah, I have no time for the people that are political animals, especially I, you know, I can only speak for our own department. It's something that I tell our department heads from a baseball ops standpoint, like, it's unacceptable. It's not tolerable. We'll take less talent, less ability for people that are good teammates that go about it the right way, that are not um, trying to, you know, jump over someone and, and do things like that. I just, I just think in the long run, I, and I, because look, I was at, at the bottom and I saw it, and maybe that's probably why I saw it. I didn't like seeing it. I didn't say anything about it. I kept my mouth shut. But I saw what I wouldn't do. I saw who I wouldn't want to be. And now that I am in a position of authority and hiring and so on, it's extremely important to me because there's someone that was in the same role that I was in that doesn't have a voice, that doesn't have any say, and they have to show up to work each day. So who we, we surround them with I think is really important. You don't sound like you're going to be lining up a private jet to go on a two-day bender in Las Vegas. <laughs> to celebrate the yeah, extension. What's, what's the celebration? <laughs> uh, you know what? Um, you know, for me, look, this whole thing was about, obviously, it's a great setup, so there's nowhere I wanted to go. Um, I don't want to, you know, I don't think it's fair to our family. I think the way this thing is lined up that this would take my son through 12th grade. Um, and then I even said it at the time. Like, I go, once beyond that, I'll go year to year at that point. I don't care, right? It just doesn't. But I think stability for our family being here, it's been great. I mean, look, beyond, obviously, the number one thing is, 
the ability to work with Terry McGurk and how he set it up for me. It's, I can't ask for anything more, and there's nowhere else I want to be. Then I do get the added bonus of this is a great place to live. It's great for my family. The kids love it. My wife loves it. Um, the people I work with are phenomenal. The team is great. The ballpark. So for me personally, there's no, there's no better spot. So um, there isn't anything to really ce- celebrate other than, you know, you hope you're here, right, just because you have a contract. It, you know, you still have to continue to earn it. Changes will still be made. Um, I think it just gives me a better opportunity to stay. So other than the Warren Buffett stuff, what, what do you have? In, like, we've never asked you. What do you have an interest in? Uh, I mean, I love sports, obviously. You guys know that. I absolutely adore the Falcons and, and the Hawks. Um, I, I love, you know, I really dove into both of those teams. I buy gear and stuff, you know, and all, and I love following. Um you know, we're starting to ski a little bit more as a family. Um, I played in bands when I was young. I played the bass. I haven't had a chance wait, to Wait, wait, wait. This is again. a first. Wait, 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 wait. You were the Paul McCartney of the band, huh? Alex Anthopoulos playing the bass? I played a lot bass. of jazz funk uh, bands. <laughs> I don't think up. you're telling us the truth. Really. No, 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 I don't, I don't think you're telling us the truth. I've I, never heard this I think before. we're being worked. <laughs> Oh no no no! You put a bass in front of me. I had a I had a Fender jazz bass. I haven't done it in a while. But my brother played the drums. My other brother played the, the guitar. We had a studio in our basement. Um, instead of going to play catch in the b- backyard, we would get home and jam. I mean that was our thing. We played music, and then at school, we joined jazz bands, blues bands. I traveled to Chicago. I traveled to New Orleans. Played in competitions. That was my thing. Obviously, you get into sports in your work. I don't have time anymore, but. Um, that's still a passion of a lot. Where are the pictures? Are there recordings? Are there pictures? Is there video of any of this? There was something when I was in Toronto. They they found something online of me, like, playing at this. um, There was a French-Canadian lady that helped take care of us when we were kids and her son. uh, We went to see them over the holidays, and he had a a drum set and a bass, and and he just said, hey, let's just jump on and start, you know, playing around with some stuff. So someone someone recorded it at the time. I must have been, like, 20 or 21 or something. And... um, they had the three of us just kind of playing. But it was just basically it's like going over to a friend's house and saying, hey, you want to play catch? You want to shoot hoops? Hey, just grab a bass, guitar, drums. Let's just play a song. And when you're a bass player, you don't need to know the song, right? Someone just starts, the drum beat starts, the guitar goes, and you just jump in there. You just sense the groove and go with it. Yeah, I love it. I love live music. I mean, that is a, if you ask me, I mean, the one thing, and my wife knows this, if I can go see live, live music anywhere in town, that is like right up my alley. So what? What's the level of? Is it rock? Is it? You know, what's the pecking order of when you say some people just like to go to hear live music? I get that, but what's your genre that you like? What don't you like? Maybe that's well, the best yeah. Way to I guess that's it because I'm a bass player. I like funk. Um, this is know, the I, most look. amazing conversation we've ever <laughs> had. Never mind baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I'm a bass player, right? So it's I like. You know, funk, and I'm I'm really and look, I'm you know I see with my kids now we're listening to music. They listen to the words. I'm listening to what the bassist is doing, what the guitar player's doing, what the drummer's doing. You're Nick Cellini. That's all Nick does. I listen yeah, to the bass so player I mean, all the time. Like I, I'm paying attention to that kind of stuff, and I'm watching for what they're doing, how it's sounding, the the chords, the chorus, the bridge, uh, the verse, all that kind of stuff. Is it so too how they're easy? Putting the song together. Is it too easy to say that Rush, three man band, are they an influence? 
Yeah, look, I love Rush. I saw them in concert about three times. The cool part about working with the Blue Jays was Getty Lee was a huge fan. Right. And I got to meet him, right? I got to go out to eat with him. And actually, I still stay in contact with him a bit. So that's cool. It's probably the coolest name I have in my phone. Um, and um, But, no, in terms of things I don't like, cla- classical is probably just a no. Before I got to the South in Atlanta, country music was a no. Uh-huh. And I got to tell you, I went to see Luke Bryant. And I listened to a bunch of Luke, Luke Bryant now. We went to Greenville to see him a year ago. It was awesome. I'd never been to a country show in my life. And it was pretty incredible. And then Jordan Wallen was here, and my kids have fallen in love with that as well. So that's kind of open. That's a whole new world. But I was in the classic rock, Led Zeppelin, Bob Marley, Parliament, Tower of Power, all the funk bands. Um, I obviously mainstream stuff now, like Coldplay and all that. But I saw Dire Straits in concert and Carlos Santana and B- Buddy Guy because I-, I played in blues bands. So all that kind of stuff. One last thing. Does being the, the president of the Atlanta Braves, does that carry cachet, whether it's in town or other places? Like, I'm really asking. Do you get a little bit extra if you go to some of these shows? You don't seem like the type of guy that's going to ask for right. that, but is it all No, to no. You? So, look, working for the Braves, if I want to go to events, I can go talk to people with the Braves and say, hey, like, obviously, I'm really spoiled. I get a chance to go to Hawks and Falcons games and mm-hmm. have people in our office contact people at their office and they get us set up, which is amazing, right? So uh, in terms of concert, but no, I definitely don't throw the name around. I don't, you know, um, if someone asks me what I do, I don't say president baseball, I say GM, you know? And uh, that title is just there because of the way the industry's going. I remember Terry added that to my title, and he wanted to do it, which was fine. But, you know, as long as, you know, he has, I have the, you know, I, my job is set up the way it is, and it's reporting to him, and it didn't matter what you want to call me. Alex Anthopoulos, bass player. Incredible. We learned something new today. Congratulations on the extension. We'll see you down at spring training. Oh, okay, guys. Always enjoy it. Appreciate it. Alex Anthopoulos on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker. Who knew? The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.